in reference to the I was gonna say a word and then thought, hmm, better not. Better not. <laughs> I'm Amanda. I'm Heather. Brody is potentially in my room. For now. Probably will come out for a 25-minute water break. Snorefest. Snorefest. But we'll see. It is Freaky Friday. It is Freaky Friday. Heather will enlighten us on. About some urban legends today. Alright. Hit me up. I mean, don't hit me up, but... I can't. You're not close enough. (laughs) Yeah. We changed recording positions. Yet again. You were changed recording positions. True. I'm just sitting straight instead of sideways this time. There you go. Tell me. Right. The first one is about the clown statue. This is a ghost in my house. You mean the light reflection from outside? (laughs) Alright, what was it again? Sorry. The clown statue. Really? Really? You never heard of that one? Fucking hate clowns, man. I know, but did you ever hear of that one? No. Because if it involves a clown, I don't fucking listen. Like, I don't fuck with clowns. (laughs) There are two things I don't fuck with. Demons and clowns. And (laughs) people. (laughs) Hopefully you never run into a clown demon. True. (laughs) Not wrong. Okay. So the story is that a few years ago, a mother and a father decided they needed a break. So they wanted to head out for, for a night on the town. So they called their most trusted babysitter. When the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in bed. So the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children later. Later in the night, so the babysitter got bored and she wanted to watch TV, but she couldn't watch it downstairs because they don't have cable downstairs. Because the parents didn't want their children to watch too much garbage. So she called them and asked if she could watch cable in their room. Of course, the parents said it was okay, but the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the large clown statue in their bedroom with a blanket or cloth because it made her nervous. Same. (laughs) The phone was silent for a minute, and the father said, Take the children and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't have a clown statue. The children and the babysitter were murdered by the clown. Because they did not get out of the house in time. Oh. It turned out that the clown was a killer that escaped from a local jail. Huh. But this is an urban legend, so. Yeah. No truth to it. Not that I found. Yeah. I feel like some of them probably all are based in truth, like a little bit. Yeah. Although, for one, like, I'd be the, like, doofus to be like, be like, well, that's really weird and, like, poke it. Not me. I would have fucking left. You'd be like, you know what? I don't need to watch TV. <laughs> I would have been like, you know what? I don't need to watch these kids. See ya. Like, I'm done. Bye. This one is Lover's Lane slash The Hook Man. Oh, but there's a lot of people who kill on Lover's Lane. Did you ever hear of The Hook Man? Probably. A teenage boy drove his date to a dark and deserted lover's lane for a makeout session. He turned on the radio for some mute mood music. So for some mute? <laughs> for some mute music. And leaned over to whisper in the girl's ear and began kissing her. 
minutes later, the mood was broken when the music suddenly stopped mid-song. After a moment of silence, an announcer's voice came on, warning in an ominous tone that a convicted murderer had just escaped from a state insane asylum, which happened to be located within a half mile of where they were parked, <laughs> and urged that anyone who notices a man wearing a stainless steel hook in place of his missing right hand should immediately report his whereabouts to the police. Also, following where this story happened, cell phones weren't a thing. <laughs> no. Because I picture, like, like 1950s. Yeah. Like poodle skirts. Yeah. The girl became frightened and asked to be taken home. The boy, feeling bold, locked all the doors instead, assuring his date that they would be safe, and attempted to kiss her again. Boys. Typical man. Boys and their toys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Reference to watching Amazing Interiors yesterday. Lots of 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 men that are in love with their cars. (laughs) Uh, she became frantic and pushed him away, insisting that they leave. Relenting, the boy peevishly jerked the car into gear and spun its wheels as he pulled out of the parking space. He what? Peevishly? <laughs> Copy and paste? I didn't know how, I didn't really know what peevishly was, and I, so I was like, I'm just going to stick with that. Okay. <laughs> um, when they arrived at the girl's house, she got out of the car, and reaching close to close the door, began to scream uncontrollably. The boy got out of the car and ran around to see what was wrong, and there dangling from the door handle was a bloody hook. Yep. The best one is, like, all of these almost happen in the movie Urban Legend. (laughs) Except the clown statue, that one's not there. I feel like maybe that's where I know that one from, or maybe I've heard it before. Okay, the next one is, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Perhaps not. <laughs> Two roommates in college were in the same science class. The teacher had reminded them about the midterm the next day when one doormate, we'll say her name's Julie, got asked with a big bash about the hottest guy in school. The other doormate, Meg, had pretty much no interest in going and being a, a bookworm. She took notes on what the midterm was about and decided she was going to go home and just study. After the entire period of just flirting with her date, Julie was totally unprepared for her test while Meg was completely ready for it because she was going to have a major study date with her books. (laughs) At the end of the day, Julie spent hours getting ready for her party while Meg started studying. Julie tried to get Meg to go, but she was insistent that she should study to pass the test. The girls were really close, and Julie didn't like leaving Meg alone to be bored while she was having a blast. Julie finally gave up, using the excuse that she would cram in homeroom the next day. Julie went to the party and had the time of her life. She headed back to the dorm room around 2 a.m. and decided to not wake Meg. She went to bed nervous about the midterm and decided she would wake up early to ask Meg for help. When she woke up and went to wake Meg, Meg was lying on her stomach, apparently sound asleep. Julie pushed Meg over to reveal Meg's terrified face. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Julie was concerned because Meg still had not responded. It turned on the desk lamp. Meg's study stuff was still open and had blood all over it. And Meg had been slaughtered in her sleep. Julie, in horror, fell to the floor and looked up to see written on the wall in Meg's blood, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Oh, great. 
Yeah, I don't think she would have turned her over to see her terrified. Unless her body was covered in, like, that's where she was killed was below where her body was covered. I don't think I, I wrote that one down <laughs> completely right. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, the next one is La Llorona. Have you ever heard of this? No. This one takes place in Mexico. It's about a, it's about a mother named Maria, who is later known as La Llorona, who threw her children into a river upon realizing that her husband was unfaithful. <laughs> what? Yeah, punish the kids for the father's mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she immediately regretted the impulsive act, and so legend says if you lurk around rivers after dark, you might come across her wailing spirit. Did she throw herself in after her kids? It Since doesn't say that she killed herself. Since she immediately regretted it? Unless after she died. Well, um... And then, uh, La Llorona wears a haunting all-lace white outfit. And laying eyes on her will bring you death and doom, so we'll run the hell away. <laughs> yep. It's not clear if the legend of La Llorona is based on a real woman, but most of the folklore does have origins that say that it might be true. Oh, great. Good. Just because your husband was unfaithful. Sorry. Save the kids. Not your husband. Yeah, throw your husband over. <laughs> yeah. Push him and say you slipped. I'm kidding. I don't condone murder. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that to Joel. If Joel mysteriously ends up pushed into a river, wasn't me. But you might catch me on the counter. Wasn't me. <laughs> Can we, like... Just note that we are both yawning this entire fucking time, and it is 2.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday. And I definitely slept for at Ever. least seven hours. Slept forever. Not forever. I was up till one working on oh. one of my cases, because I didn't have six ready. I didn't have five ready. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> All right, next up is the Chupacabra. Oh. You know what the chupacabra is? Why do you ask me these things? Because you might. Even if I know you're going to tell me. That's fair. Uh, it is a legendary cryptid, which means it is an animal that we can't prove exists, like a lake monster, like Nessie. Oh, good old Nessie. <laughs> which is rumored to uh, exist around the southwest and Puerto Rico. Ooh. This deranged-looking creature is said to drink the blood of goats and other unlucky livestock, and there's no way you would want to be caught near one. Oh, great. Apparently, the chupacabra has been around since the 90s, when eight sheep were found drained of blood in Puerto Rico. A few months later, a whole slew of farm animals were killed, and after that, all people, people all over the world started citing reports of their livestock having two puncture wounds and zero bodily fluids. Sounds like a serial killer. There's been a ton of legitimate research about whether or not the chupacabra is real, and the answer is no-ish. <laughs> Good old science. Uh, in real life, sightings are probably just coyotes with mange, but they still don't know if it's a real animal or not. Great. 
so might might not maybe we'll find it next time i don't i don't want to find it next time oh you're okay finding nessie but not nessie seems like it might be nicer than you're not livestock technically i mean you might be to it but you aren't to a farmer Depending on what type of farmer. You never Jesus. know. <laughs> the next one is called The Licker. If this is about licking feet, I'm going <laughs> to kill you. Why would it be about licking feet? I don't know. I just have heard that there is... I don't know. You're like, I've heard. I've heard about licking feet, and I will... Vomit everywhere right now. Are you kink shaming? <laughs> Listen, if that's your thing, that's fine. Just don't don't let me see bring it. it around me. Don't expect me to do it. Don't expect me to let you do it to me. Yeah. <laughs> the story goes. All right. You're probably not gonna like the end of this one. Why? Just you're not gonna like. Because it involves licking feet. No. I do know it does not feet. But it has something worse than that in it. Licking hands? <laughs> <laughs> the story goes that one night a girl and her dog were home alone, so she had her dog So she had her dog sleep under her bed because she was scared. First of all, that means the dog dies. Second of all, rude. Let your dog sleep in your bed. Well for one, my dog never would be able to fit under my bed. <laughs> Yeah, Brody can't fit under my bed. I will never have a bed that's that high that somebody could fit under it. Somebody or some dog. Yeah. My Maggie and Hershey could fit under my bed at, once it was clean at my dad's. Mine's only like maybe like three or four inches. I have boxes under mine now. Deconstructed boxes because I was planning on moving. <laughs> as soon as I moved in. <laughs> Two years ago? Yeah. Okay, so, dog sleeping under her bed because the owner was scared. Rude. In the middle of the night, she woke up to the sound of dripping coming from the bathroom, but she was too scared to get up and check out what it was. So, naturally, she put her hand down underneath her bed for comfort and was reassured when her dog gave her hand a lick. The next morning, she walked into the bathroom only to find her dog slaughtered and strung up from the shower rod. On the wall, someone has scrawled the messions, message, humans can lick too. It's unclear if the liquor is still out there licking, but let's hope not. So I called it, one, licking hands. <laughs> and two, the dog guy. That's rude. That's why your dog should sleep beside you. And make sure your locks, everything's locked up before you go to bed. I mean, I've never been licked by another human. But I feel like there's a difference between a dog tongue and a people tongue. Yeah. Well, like, even if you, like, have something on your hand, you, like, lick it off. Like, I feel like the dog tongue is rougher. I try not to lick my hands. <laughs> there's a lot of germs on your hands. You won't be saying that if you go in the hospital with the flu. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, the next one is, I guess, only a story in Arkansas called The Dog Boy. Oh, great. Was he hung by a sh shower curtain rod? No, this one I actually found, like, this one actually had, like, a backstory of, like, where the story came from. Yeah. Most of them just tells you the legend and that's it. Okay. This one is, the name sounds a little bit goofy, 
but if you find yourself at 65 Mulberry Street in the middle of the small Arkansas town of Quitman, you won't laugh if you see the hulking outline of a 300-pound half-man, half-beast, complete with glowing animal eyes glaring out of windows. Oh, great. Walk quickly, as he has been known to chase people down the street, biting at their heels, actually kind of like a real dog. <laughs> Uh, this is actually from a rare urban legend, where the story behind the the story behind the story ends up being even creepier than the folklore. Jer- oh, I almost butchered that name; it's not even hard to say. Gerald Bettis. I want to say Gerald. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jerome. No. Gerald Bettis, the son, the only son of the Bettis family, was always a problem child. He would collect. And torture animals, hence the dog boy. You can't say collect. Oh, quote, collect. There's no way you can see my, my air quotations. Um, before turning his sociopathic focus to his elderly parents, allegedly imprisoning them in their own home, and potentially even murdering his father. Eventually, Bettis would be imprisoned for marijuana on his back porch. And would die in a state penitentiary in 1988 of a drug overdose. <laughs> he was marijuana chilling on his back porch. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one is the Vanishing Hitchhiker. Okay. Do you, do you know this one? No. Do you not watch TV? <laughs> no. I don't like urban legends. I like shit to be true. There's actually one of these ones up our way, my way, on the Buckhorn. There was also an urban legend when we lived near each other about the guy in the woods who ate kids. I don't know that that was entirely untrue because there was that homeless guy that lived in the woods. We don't know what he did back there. (laughs) Okay, well, we also played in those woods for many, 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 many. We we all survived. <laughs> exactly. My point. Well, we don't know. Well, he disappeared, so we don't... He's probably the Appalachia trail killer. That Criminal Minds hunted. Maybe. There was a Criminal know. Minds episode about that, too. You don't remember? I don't remember. <laughs> How do you not remember? Ugh. Spencer Reed. <laughs> All right. Morgan was still in it, too. That was a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, it was an early season. Oh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't remember then. I haven't watched it in a while. Vanishing Hitchhiker. Okay. On a cold and rainy night, a young man is on his way to a party at a local dance hall. And on his way there, he offers a ride to an attractive woman who agrees to go with him to the party. No. Everyone at the party found her to be very charming, and after the dance was over, the man offered to drive her home as the night had turned quite chilly. She accepted, and he gave her his coat to wear. He asked her for her address, and she gave it to him, and a short time later, he pulled up into the driveway of the house where the girl said she lived, and the driver turned to tell her that they had arrived. To his astonishment, she was gone. (laughs) The passenger seat of the car was empty, although the door had never opened. The girl had simply vanished. Not knowing what else to do, the man went up to the door and knocked. I would have left. Yeah, bye. 
An elderly woman answered the door, and he explained to her what had happened. Right away, she seemed to know exactly what he was talking about. The girl he had taken to the dance was her daughter, but she had died ten years before in an auto accident. The horrified man didn't believe her, even though the name of the girl he had taken to the dance and the woman's daughters were the same. In order to convince him, the woman even told him where to find the grave of the girl in the local cemetery. The man quickly drove there, and following the directions he had been given, found the stone with the girl's name on it. Folded neatly over the top of the marker was the coat that the girl had borrowed to ward off the night chill. Creepy. Also, would never pick up a hitchhiker. <laughs> no. Nope. The next one is Bloody Mary. I know about Bloody Mary. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> it's rumored that if you say Bloody Mary three times into a mirror in a dark bathroom, she will appear. This folklore legend has been around for centuries, but do you know how it got started? No, but I also know you're supposed to run water. Oh, I don't know. I've never done it. You've watched, like, a couple of videos on it. You at least watched JC and Kean. Oh, that's true. Supposedly, there are three different potential candidates for who Mary actually is. The first one is Queen Mary the First. Her the life was surrounded Mary by death. Second. What? He said the second one is Queen Mary the second, and the third one is Queen Mary the third. No. <laughs> I like how you had to let, look. <laughs> I did, because it's I, so long ago that I wrote these. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, she burned at least 300 people at the stake. I also just realized I spelled stake wrong. No, you want some Texas Roadhouse? That's how I spelled it. What house would you spell stake? S-T-S-T-A-K-E. Yeah, I know, but you said you spelled it wrong. Well, she burned at least 300 people at the stake to make England more Catholic. She dealt with numerous false pregnancies and even died in the middle of one. Those that believe she is Bloody Mary say she is searching for her lost children and ready to steal one if she must. The next one is Mary, Queen of Scots. Mary the second. Mary, Queen of Scots. (laughs) Which, like, the one time I saw the preview for that, and I was like, I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? And then I knew why. This woman is a bit strange. She, first of all, she married her cousin, and he stabbed a man 56 times in front of her when she was pregnant. Why? I don't know. Jeez. While while being convicted, he died mysteriously, and people looked to Mary because she married one of the suspects in his murder. Being questioned for the murder, Mary traveled to her cousin, Queen Elizabeth I, to beg for protection. Rumors started to swirl that Mary was set to overthrow the throne, so the queen threw her in jail for 19 years. If that wasn't enough, the queen heard whispers that Mary was planning to escape, so the queen had her executed. But due to the unskilled nature of the executioner, it took several attempts to kill her. Okay. And the third one is Elizabeth Bathory. Then wouldn't it be Bloody Elizabeth? Even though her name isn't Mary, (laughs) she's definitely a serious candidate. Do you know who she is? No. I'm surprised you don't know who she is. Is she a murderer? 
She is. She well. She was. She isn't. Is well died many moons ago. I, I understand. Was, I understand. She was a Hungarian royal in the 1500s, and remains the most. Pro- I I screw this up every time I say it. Most the, pro- prolific. Yes, the most prolific female serial killer in history. Oh yeah. Reports of cannibalism, beatings, strangling, stabbings, and even lacerations from Elizabeth's own teeth to over 600 girls. Elizabeth's quest for the blood of the young girls continued long after her death. So those are the top three candidates for Bloody Mary. So the next time you say her name three times into a mirror, it may not end well. <laughs> it would also be the first time I said her name three times into a mirror. I think somebody did it in the basement of our house at one time. I don't remember who it was. I knew I hated your basement for some reason. I think it was Ryan. Pro- it was either him or Courtney. That's, yeah. Or it might have been both of them. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the spider bite. Spider. No, not spider man. Oh. They probably wished, but no. A woman went vacationing to an overseas country. While lying on the beach, she fell asleep, and a spider bit her, unknown to her. She woke up with the side of her face a little sore, but attributed it to the fact that she had been tanning and may have, might have gotten slightly burned. She finished her vacation and returned home, and her face began to swell, eventually for, forming a boil, which started to really itch. Upon visiting her doctor, he broke open the huge boil, and hundreds of tiny spiders fell out. Oh. The woman was so horrified that she went into shock and died of a heart attack right there. Bodily insect infant infestations are a reoccurring theme in folklore. There was one where a child fell asleep while eating cookies in bed and woke up with an ant colony in his brain. There was a young lady who was so in love with her own beehive hairdo. Like Marge Simpson. <laughs> In the 1960s, as she refused to wash her the beehive and died of a spider infestation. Ew. That's rough. I also would never want that hairdo anyway. <laughs> I also have to wash my hair. <laughs> but they, like, once the thing they do, they, like, cover it in, like, sugar water and stuff so it would, like, make it hard. I don't care. <laughs> uh, next one is the babysitter and the collar. You know this one? I don't like urban legends. I don't like paranormal stuff. Why would I know any of these? I, you never know. I did know the Lover's Lane one. I know most of these from Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> a teenage girl is babysitting at night. The children have been put to bed upstairs, and the babysitter is downstairs watching TV. The phone rings. A man tells her to check on the children. The teenager dismisses the call and goes back to watching TV. The stranger calls back several times. Eventually, the, girls become, the girl becomes worried and calls the police, who then tell her they will trace the next call. After he calls again, the police call back, telling her the call is coming from inside the house and tell her to get out now. She goes outside and the police meet her. They explain that the calls are coming from inside the house and that the man was calling her after killing the children. Also, when you said... The babysitter and the collar? I thought you meant like a dog collar. Oh, no, like phone collar. Yeah. 
That's a movie. Isn't that Miss Call? Or When a Stranger Calls, oh, one yeah. of those. I never watched that. I did. That came out whenever I babysat all the time, so I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> this next one is the most well-known of the urban legends, which is the kidney heist. There are a lot of variations on the tale, but they always contain the same points. A person travels out of town on business and hooks up with a stranger who ends up drugging them. They wake up hours later in a tub of ice to find that they are stitched up on their side where their kidneys are located. The strangers steal the kidney to... Yep. The strangers steal the kidney to sell on the black market. I don't know that that's really an urban legend. I feel like that actually does happen. Yeah, they thought that that girl disappeared at uh, the Chicago Hotel. Wasn't there two? Wasn't there another one that they thought that too? Possibly, but she was like found in the freezer, so they thought like she was gonna that she might have been killed because they were gonna harvest her organs. That's why you use the buddy system. Well, yeah, actually, I think that was one of the hotels that we stayed at in Chicago. The hotel we stayed at, but I could be wrong. I don't remember what hotel it happened at. We actually stayed in. Where did we stay in? Oh, we did stay in Chicago that one time. Yeah. I don't just make things up. That's the new style I was trying to think. I was like, no, we stayed in St. Louis. <laughs> no. We stayed in Chicago, too. The next one is the sewer alligators. Oh, okay. As late as the middle of the 20th century, souvenir shops in Florida and Louisiana sold live baby alligators in small fish tanks as novelty souvenirs. Okay. <laughs> okay. You do you, Florida and Louisiana. Tourists from New York City would buy a baby alligator and try to raise it as a pet. Why you would want to try that, I don't know. When you the could not look at that alligator and go, you're so ferocious, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> when the alligator grew too large for comfort, the family would proceed to flush the reptile down the toilet. So it must not have been very big when they decided to flush yeah. it. Also, too big for comfort is alive. Like, <laughs> yeah, Even when they're little, like they got sharp teeth. Uh, what happened next varies. The most common story is that the alligators survive and reside within the sewer and reproduce, feeding on rats growing to huge sizes and striking fear into sewer workers. Yeah, hell yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's alligators in the New York City subway or <laughs> sewer. <laughs> or the subway. <laughs> the next one is the killer in the backseat. Okay. This one is about a woman who. No, I know this one. <laughs> you do know this, this one? This is why I check my back seat before I get in. That's why I like that my light is in the back of my car now, so whenever I open the door, like, you can see there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, this one is about a woman who is driving and being followed by a car or truck. The mysterious pursuer flashes her high beams, tailgates her, and sometimes even rams her vehicle. When she finally makes it home, she realizes that the driver was trying to warn her that there was a man, a murderer, or escaped mental patient hiding in her back seat. Each time the man sat up to attack her, the driver behind his uses high beams to scare the killer, causing him to duck back down. Did you raise your hand? No. Oh. I thought I saw you go like this in the corner of my no, eye. Move my hand back to in front of my In face. some versions, 
The woman stops for gas, and the attendant asks her to come inside to sort out a problem with her credit card. Inside the station, he asks her if she knows there's a man in her back seat. In another version, the woman gets into her car, and the crazed person leaps out from nowhere and starts shouting gibberish and slamming their hands on the car. The woman quickly manages to escape from them, but no matter how far or which direction she drives, every time she stops, the same crazed person appears and attacks the car. The woman then arrives at a police station and tells the police about the crazy person. The police calm her down and offer to drive her back to her house, but when they go with her to get her things from the car, they find the killer hiding behind the driver's seat. As it turns out, the crazed person that was chasing the woman was the ghost of one of the killer's victims, trying to either warn the woman or get at the killer. Hmm. And that's the end of My Urban Legend. Well, those are fun. I don't like urban legends. I like things that can be proven. I like to scare myself sometimes. Just look in a mirror. Other than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that was mean. Alright. Well, this is a long episode, so... And I'm not allowed to know what's next. Yeah, no. But tune in for Murder Monday... It's a celebrity, though, but not an athlete. Follow us on Instagram at in reference to podcast, Twitter at in reference to, email us at in reference to podcast at gmail.com. Heather's waiting for your scary stories. Follow Brody at Brody the Shepherd Mix on Instagram. Yep. He murdered a toy on the day of this recording. It's true, it's guts all over the floor. Yeah. I think that's it. We'll catch you next time. Yep. Catch you next time. Yep. What up?